Tonight on Derek's Heritage, we're getting abducted. <laughs> Welcome back to Derek's Heritage, your one-stop shop for everything weird, unexplained, and macabre. Follow me down these dark rabbit holes and we'll see where we land. We're going to discuss everything from the paranormal, conspiracies, suicides, murders, hell, everything that goes bump in the night. Glad you're here with us. Look forward to it. Welcome back, guys, to Derek's Heretics. I'm your host, Derek, and I'm glad to have you back. Sorry for the lengthy delay, but I'm pretty sure y'all become accustomed to it at this point. I'm not going to sit and try to make excuses or shorthand you as to what's going on. If you want to know, I'll ask and I'll tell you. It's nothing great, nothing even that important. Just job, life, a lot of kids, life in school, etc. But anyway... To kick off season two of The Heresy, I have a new podcast lined out over Dr. Stephen Greer. And for those of you that enjoyed the Bob Lazar in the Area 51 episode, you should really enjoy the Stephen Greer episode that I've got lined out. Now, if there's any questions that you have that I don't answer, if it piques your interest, by all means, if you have a Netflix account, and I'm sure most of you do, or if you have access to YouTube, which I know all of you do, go check him out. He's got a documentary on Netflix right now called Unacknowledged. It's pretty good. It's actually what kind of got me turned on to him and and why I wanted to do this this podcast tonight. So, let's jump into Dr. Stephen Greer. Dr. Stephen Greer attained his Bachelor's of Science degree in Biology from Appalachian State University and his medical degree from ETSU which point he then became a emergency room physician, working in emergency medicine, treating the sick and the wounded, uh, attained his medical license, I believe in Virginia is what I read, and was a prominent physician for a while and flourished at it, as a matter of fact. And at some point in time after that, he founded the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence in 1990 to create a diplomatic and research base to contact extraterrestrial life. He's a busy guy. In '93, he developed the disclosure product, project, product, the disclosure project, which was started with the end goal to make government findings public knowledge for you and I. So, from the very beginning and early in his career, even as a medical doctor, he found time researched alien lives and his rationalization obviously what I guess I assume his end goal is is he wants you and I to know what's going on <clears throat> which sounds great in theory well it just, just let's get a little further into this and we'll we'll have room for opinions and things of that nature In 1997, he actually briefed Congress on his disclosure project and was in the works of attempting to try to get more knowledge released. And in his unacknowledged documentary, and it kind of walks hand in hand with the Congress, his, his goal was to obviously get that stuff uh, released. He was also in contact with the Clinton administration. For, I didn't know this, but apparently Bill Clinton went into his presidency, I can't remember if it was the first or the second term, but at some point in time in those eight years, he wanted to let 
he wanted to investigate and dive deeper into uh, UFOs and alien life and the government secrets and all that. And from what, the way that the documentary makes it sound is he got shut the hell down very fast-like. And that, you know, his presidency would be undermined. And Dr. Greer took this very passionately and actually made it his life's mission to push both of these agendas for a peaceful and research-based coupling of extraterrestrial life and the acknowledgement and the then mass-producing product of what the findings were to the world. And in 1998, he took the probably the, one of the biggest steps in his career to make that happen. And we'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll pick back up right there. In 1998, Dr. Stephen Greer became just Stephen Greer. I was kidding. He's always going to be a doctor. But he retired from the medical field and instead decided to devote all of his time into his Disclosure Act and his extraterrestrial research. Now, this is where he and Bob Lazar kind of differ. Well, ain't kind of, they do differ. You've got Bob Lazar who was an extremely articulate, intelligent man who claims to have had degrees from colleges and I can't have everything sitting for me right now to decide it directly. But he was supposed to have worked in Sector, sector 6, reverse engineering alien space, spacecrafts. He comes out and he is discredited. Uh, all the colleges he stated he was from said he wasn't there, and they blew him up to be a fraud. Now, if you listen to the Bob Lazar story for Bob Lazar himself, he believes what he's telling you. And the level of conviction that Bob Lazar has is what is most impressive about his story. Like it or not, whether you believe him or not, he really believes what he's telling you. And that's important. Not that Stephen Greer doesn't, but Stephen Greer flourished off what he was selling. Now, you've got a medical physician who works in emergency care. Uh, he graduated from an esteemed college. Stood everything to lose, and he flourished from it. We're, we're talking about he's briefing Congress. He is writing to the administrations of the Clintons and the Obamas and briefing presidencies. And he's pushing his agenda. And he was able to, to generate enough revenue and, and money. And he was able to keep it going to where he could, he could afford to stop being a doctor and devote all of his time to his research. So either he's on to something or he's an extremely well manipulator of bullshit. And maybe Bob Lazar wasn't. Now, if you in, in respect to both documentaries on Netflix and from other interviews that I've seen here and there, both of these gentlemen are smart. They are very well-rounded, very well put together. They both have a level of confidence. And... 
the agendas were different. Bob Lazar wanted the public and everyone around the world to know that the government was holding on to these things and that he was there trying to reverse engineer and, and, and do all this top secret stuff and was crucified for it. Whereas Dr. Greer went into this with a, we've got this, we've got that, let's ease into it. He was surrounding himself with the right people. Bob Lazar was a lone wolf in all this. He went up against the government and he lost. Whereas Dr. Greer used the government to help strengthen his cause. Now, with that being said, I'm not advocating or discrediting either one. And by all means, if I had to pick one to get behind, it would probably be Bob Lazar. Just because he got such a raw deal in looking at what happened to him in hindsight as opposed to Dr. Greer. He kind of got, he, he, he got the shaft. You know, but Dr. Greer, he's went about this in a very smart, casual way. Um, but he, in, in a lot of ways, he stood to lose more than, than Bob Lazar. I mean, you're talking about eight years of college and everything else. And you're a medical doctor, and you're like, hey, guess what? Let's talk about some alien. That's a good way to hurt your career. But instead of hurting it, he was able to leave it behind and start anew. And most of the research that I pulled from for Greer was off of his own website. Bob Lazar doesn't have a website that I saw that was, you know, mainstream that I could just pull from. Most of his stuff was on Wikipedia and Hearsay. And, and it's almost like they buried Bob. They buried Bob and Stephen Rose. Now, I'm not saying that factually, but look at it and you'll see what I'm saying. Now, on Steve, Stephen Greer's website, you can find a multitude of classified, or excuse me, declassified documents that were written to and from the Clinton administration, Obama administration, the CIA, the FBI. He's wrote multiple papers. When I say multiple, I'm talking about up in, way up in the teens, 20s. He's done a lot of research. Well, he's, found, he's, he's put a lot of material out for, for you to draw. And just like with all the rest of these, you draw on this. You let me know what you think. You let your friends know what you think. Now, one of the most interesting things that I found on the website, and it was mentioned in the documentary on the Netflix, Nextflix, some of you know what that means. 1993, Greer states that he and his wife were invited to a dinner it was actually a CIA debriefing, according to him, that was disguised as a, as a government dinner that he was subsequently invited to with the CIA director of the time, I believe it's, yeah, it's James Woolsey. Now, according to Greer, James Woolsey and 
other members of the higher government wanted him to come in and brief them on his findings and his evidence and what he believes and where he stands on all this and why. And that the meeting, or excuse me, yeah, well, the meeting took, you know, over the course of three hours that his wife can back up his story on this, that he was invited, everybody was listening intently. It was supposed to be hush-hush. Well, according to James Woolsey, Greer went ahead and, and put a letter out because of his disclosure act and in a roundabout way kind of put about what all had happened. Now, the... Excuse me. I didn't get a chance to look up exactly what all he put prior to the CIA director's response, but I did get to see the CIA director's response. And basically, it summed up that Dr. Greer published falsehoods about the meeting. It was actually not a meeting, but a dinner. And that what Dr. Greer mistook for a briefing and trying to pull knowledge from him to build some a case of something or, or to investigate something was actually just well manners and just listening to him and him. Hello there, Americans. Do you like getting your murk on? Do you like hearing about news of the day, news of the world, news of the country? Do you like bitching about Nancy Pelosi or listening about Trump? From all that in between, find it all on Kevin's podcast show. It's intricate, informative, and damn it, it's funny. Go Merka. Hey guys, do you know what your local ambulance does? It sure doesn't drive up and deliver pills like the song might make you think. Go over to Drew McSalty's Shiftender podcast to really find out what the day-to-day is being a paramedic. He's also joined by his co-host, Morton. They give a delightful insight on why you should call 911 and when. Please, for the love of God, give it a listen. Thank you. With no malfeasance behind it course this caused another response from Dr. Greer saying that he had better things to do than fly out to Washington to spend three hours on a dinner for just dinner that it was actually a CIA briefing and that that's exactly what it was and that what he is trying to put out as manners was exactly what he was there for. And when I say manners, doctor, or excuse me, the CIA director, James Woolsey, said that he was just basically entertaining Dr. Greer and being polite and listening to what he has to say and that he didn't really give a shit, that it was just kind of there. He was there. And obviously Greer's accounts even consist of the CIA director's wife showing Dr. Greer and his wife photographic evidence, Dr. Greer telling them what he thought it was, that it was real. It, Here's the, it's kind of hard to disprove Greer because he's got so much, and a lot of it's kind of spread out, and it's, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, not really transparent evidence, but he's got a lot of 
documents that look pretty and they, they, they seem to back up what he's saying. And, you know, his, his convictions there as well. But the fact that he has been in correspondence with presidential administrations and he's been approached by government entities to write and author and critique and put together these these meetings and generate all the things that he has, almost even like a, a medical algorithm for what we're going to do, it, it, it just strengthens his case. It's kind of hard to discredit someone who the government has kind of latched on to. With Bob Lazar, the government was able to go, we don't know who he is, this is ridiculous, and we cast him out. And Greer has made a lot of points. And some of it kind of sounds kind of like it's agenda-based, such as he is a firm believer that he can't precisely pinpoint exactly when extraterrestrial watch began on us, but at least it was sometime around World War II, and that our nuclear arms is what brought them here, that they were concerned about it. Now, both administrations that he's supposedly been in touch with, the Obama and the Clinton administration, you know, I mean, at the risk of getting too political, that may kind of back up some of their agendas. And maybe that was their scapegoat for trying to push that narrative. I'm not saying it is, but it fits, kind of. Also, <coughs> excuse me, he believes that extraterrestrial life here was, you know, and it goes back to what I was saying a second ago, was that we went from horses and carriages in a hundred years, we're blasting nuclear weapons, we're going into space, you know, we had a very technological jump from that point. And he is a firm believer that that's what piques their interest in us. I don't know whether there's any truth to that or not. You know, it's neither here nor there. You know, that being said, he also believes that aliens' sole purpose here, or extraterrestrial life here, would be peaceful, but concerned due to our war pig ways. I'm quoting Ozzy on that one. I don't believe that. I don't. Because if... Alien life, extraterrestrial life exists, and they are coming here for any reason whatsoever. In the grand scheme of things, we are inconsequential to them, and they're in game. The reason I say that is because they're able to get here, but we're not able to get there. So in essence, if they have studied us whatsoever, you can about guarantee they got their shit figured out of what they need to do and how it's going to work. We're way behind eight ball on that one. And it may be peaceful. But, you know, it kind of depends on how you want to look at that. It would be a good idea to think that they would come here and help us and we would all flourish and grow. But, in retrospect, they may come and just take over. 
I'm going to leave that one up to everyone here. By all means, look up Dr. Greer. It's interesting. Very interesting. And it bears repeating that th there's a lot more to this than I can just jam in, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And I wish that I could do more. But I just want to kind of offer you my thoughts on it. So, I hope this was sufficient. I hope it was a good backup to the last few. This kicked off season two, obviously. I'm not really good with extraterrestrial and aliens. And it's because there's so much that you can dive into with this. And at the end of it, just like anything else, it's all opinion-based. Dr. Greer was able to make his opinions stick and, and, and sell. And maybe it's because they looked at him and said, you know what, this is a medical doctor. He's very smart. Let's listen to what he has to say. And you got poor Bob out there building bicycles out in his garage with, you know, rockets out of it. And he's selling fireworks now. What if they're both right? What if they're both wrong? What if they're both prophets? What if they're both frauds? That is the mystery of all of it. I hope you enjoyed this. I'll be doing a new one next week. That is a promise. Next week we will have a new one out. It will be in the spirit of fall and October coming up. The next few will be nothing but paranormal and supernatural. It will be a lot of ghost stories, things of that nature. We will try to pick up on some other ones later on. Thank you again for tuning in and I'm glad you're with us. You guys be safe.